You're listening to Watching Friends on the Greenlit Podcast Network. To find more great shows like this one, visit greenlitpodcast.com. Welcome to Watching Friends, episode 11, the one with Mrs. Bing. I'm Ryan, a Freudian nightmare. Hi, I'm Mark. Be careful my frobbing pens. <laughs> I'll try and keep a safe distance. <laughs> so we're back with our episode-by-episode episode journey through uh, the Hitcho Friends. I don't feel like I need to say the Hitcho Friends anymore. I feel like it's kind of a given, but you know, if you're new to Friends and it's your first time watching, you know, spoilers ahead, but hopefully you're watching the episodes ahead of listening to us. That'd make more sense. But, uh, right, Mark, so this episode, I was looking forward to because it's one of my favourites. Oh, really? Okay. It is. In, in the top ten, is it? Not the top ten. Okay. Um, just, okay. Just, like, it's one of the ones that if it's on, I'll probably sit down and watch it as opposed to going, nah, skip. Really? Because I feel like every single episode, if it's on, I'm just like, yeah, it's on, I'll, I'll watch it. Like, there's, I don't think there's any I would ever skip. Uh, there's a few I'd probably skip, to be fair, especially in the later seasons. Um, any of the ones with Monica and an awful braided hair in the Caribbean <laughs> right. I just I've seen them all so many times I'm just like ugh and then we have the whole Joey and Rachel thing that I'm not a fan of um, so some of those Ooh, like, this, mm. this in, in a few years time is going to get very interesting then yeah well I ran on a soapbox <laughs> yes, for a while yeah because yeah, because I if there's an episode on I'm happy and if it's an episode I saw an hour ago and is now on catch up and it's back on again eh, I can't <laughs> go again, again. Yeah. it's just stuck in a perpetual <laughs> loop of the same two episodes pretty much yeah fair um, but Interestingly, this episode opens and we're not in an apartment and we're not at Central Park. We're outside in actual New York. We are. And I really like the look of this set. Like the, the snow looks great and the ice and just the set in general looks quite realistic. Yeah, I was like, is it a soundstage? Are they actually in New York? And I'm like, they can't be in New York. It's too quiet. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's an actual, it's just shocking or striking, I guess, more than shocking. It's just kind of, oh my God. We're not in either of these two cliche locations. This is cool and interesting what's going on. Yeah, it's nice to see them outdoors for once. Yeah, I mean, admittedly not a lot happens, but, you know, what does happen is we find Monica and Phoebe uh, going to buy some newspapers because Phoebe wants to check if her horoscope was correct. Yeah, which, mean, which is a very Phoebe thing to do. It's a very to do. I mean, horoscopes are a complete waste of time, in my opinion, anyway. Um, but the idea of wasting more time to check if the one from the day before turned out to be correct is just mind-boggling to me. Oh, should we, uh, should we have a hear what they said? Let's go for it. I think they have yesterday's daily news. Why? I just want to check my horoscope, see if it was right. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Phoebe, don't look now, but behind me there's a guy who has the potential to break our hearts and plunge us into a pit of depression. Where? Ooh, come to mama. <laughs> it's coming. Be cool, be cool, be cool. Nice, huh? Thanks. <laughs> We should do something. Whistle. We are not going to whistle. Yeah, come on, do it. No! Do it, no! Do it, do it, do it, do it! Woo woo! <laughs> I can't believe you did that! <laughs> they don't seem to be that concerned. He's been run over by an ambulance. They don't. And it's a great tire screech, to be fair. Like, of all the sound effects in the world, I'm like, yeah, it's a great sound effect. Yeah. Um, but this, we're made to remember the episode, so I like the episode. But I didn't recognise it from just the title. I knew Chandler's mum was obviously going to appear. Yeah. But when we start outside with the girls, I'm like, wait, what? Is this not the episode I think it is? Like, is it the one I think it is? I don't know. And then he gets hit by an ambulance, and I'm like, yeah, it's the episode I think it is. Um, so him getting hit by an ambulance poorly for him was my trigger to remember <laughs> right. what I'm watching. 
you know, it's it's very out there for you know, I guess I guess women in general to to act like this. I mean, I guess it's kind of it's fitting for the time in the show. I guess like mm. it's, I guess it seems somewhat unusual now. I guess, but back in the nineties, kind of avant-garde style of like, women can be sexual beings as well. Um, it's on brand for the show, I guess. But yeah, it it, it is somewhat striking to see women do it. Because for me, it, it doesn't stand too much. But like, I grew up uh, in Essex, and you know, I, I guess sixteen-year-old girls would be very confident and would would be the type to shout at you across the street and stuff like that so i don't think it's too out there but at the same time it is unusual for for them to do it especially monica and phoebe to be like shouting across the street a hot guy weirdly it feels like a more phoebe-ish thing to do because she's phoebe um because she's just doing it for a laugh yeah monica's a bit more pressed so i did you know it's definitely a kind of a deal for monica to do i suppose but uh it's quite distracting and he gets hit by an ambulance yep. which is somewhat ironic i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> But then uh, after being hit by an ambulance, naturally he's taken to a hospital. Except he's not the only person who's at the hospital. The girls follow him there. They do. Which is just weird. No, I, I could kind of get it. Like, if you, if you saw someone was, like, hit by a car and you called the ambulance, which, well, they didn't need to because it, it was already there, you might be like, oh, I need to go with them to, like, tell them what's happened or who he is, like, and obviously their story's going to be, he's the guy at the newsstand. If we sexually objectify the man in the street and you <laughs> yeah. hit him, like, end of story. Uh, so, you know, in some ways it's kind of nice, in some ways it's a bit out there, because, like, they know nothing about him, so they can't do anything. No. I mean, this will be a consistent thing we kind of comment on throughout this episode, where the gender roles are kind of crucial in this episode, because I find the whole thing, the whole coma guy thing we'll get into in a bit creepy. Um, I imagine if it had been a woman hit by a car that the guys had wolf whistled and then spent the episode doing what the girls do, it'd be even creepier. Well, like I've mentioned this before, in Bob's Burgers, Tina was meant to be a boy. And I actually watched the pilot for it uh, a few days ago. And it's basically the, the same voice actor, the same lines, everything, except for they have a male character instead of female. And all oh, the lines play ever so differently. Really? Like there, There's a bit where she, she talks about uh, having an itchy crotch. And when it's Tina saying it, you're just like, oh, uh, that's a bit gross. gross. Yeah. But when it's a boy doing it, you're like, oh, no, that's disgusting. Like, <laughs> it, it, it plays a lot, a lot worse. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, this is going to be kind of interesting to see, you know, how women can do something and men can do something. And one, one, doing, one gender doing it is okay-ish, and the other just like, oh, no, that's wrong. Yeah, I wonder, I mean, when I watched this episode growing up, I, I didn't find it weird or inappropriate so I guess it's just as time evolves and opinions change it's probably got creepier and creepier the older I've gotten whereas as a teenager it didn't really bug me well it gets worse because they start like trying to project their their idea of an ideal man on him going oh you know what, what type of guy is it and they end up with a, a dancing artistic lawyer yeah and this, this is why it's so creepy because wh- where does that kind of escalation come from it goes from that guy's hot um he gets hit by a bus to, oh, let's just make up an entire personality for this hunk that we've got unconscious <laughs> yeah. before us. It's just a bit like, okay, girls, like, calm down. It's just, it's just odd. Um, but after they've decided to project their ultimate fantasies onto the unconscious man in the bed, uh, they, we head back to the apartment and the girls explain coma guy. When we come back, we'll be talking about her new book, Euphoria Unbound, the always interesting Nora Tyler Bing. You might want to put the kids to bed for this one. We'll you know, be right back. We don't have to watch this. Weekend at Bernie's is on Showtime, HBO, and Cinemax. No, wait. Well, come on, she's your mom. Exactly. Weekend at Bernie's. Dead guy getting hit in the groin 20, 30 times. 
Huh? Chandler, I gotta tell you, I love your mom's books. I love her books. I cannot get on a plane without one. I mean, this is so cool. Yeah, well, you wouldn't think it's cool if you're 11 years old and all your friends are passing around page 79 of Mistress Bitch. Come on, Chandler, I love your mom. I think she's a blast. You can say that because she's not your mom. Oh, please. Oh. Buona sera. Hi, sweetie. When did Rigatoni get back from Rome? Last night. Really? So then his plane didn't explode in a big ball of fire? Just a dream I had. But <laughs> Hey, 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 she's on! Ah, Nora Bing! Before we get to the book, now, now what is this about you, you being arrested in, in London? What is that all about? Your mom was arrested? Shh! Busy beaming with oh, pride. Oh, This is kind of embarrassing, but... Occasionally, after I've been intimate with a man... Now, why would she say that's embarrassing? I, think, <laughs> I just get this craving for Kung Pao chicken. That's too much information! <laughs> so, yeah, the, their story gets interrupted by this. It does. Um, and there's so much to unpack in this, in this little scene, to be fair. Um, I guess the crap weasel's back. Which, um, <laughs> again, I'm immediately annoyed. Um... What I find really interesting about this bit is while Ross is saying, oh, his plane didn't explode then, must have been a dream, Monica seems really kind of like shocked and surprised by Ross's like... I was going to say that, that that joke is very dark though, isn't it? It is dark. Especially, especially I guess, after like a, a 9-11 sort of world. It, it has like a much worse tone. I suppose. I mean, I'm probably not the person to throw stones about dark jokes at anyone, to be honest. But... It's more the reaction that he, she just looks like, uh, as if she's confused by Ross's <laughs> animosity towards Paolo. And I'm like, well, surely she's entirely aware of Ross's feelings. This is one of those things where you look at stuff from future episodes or future seasons and you're kind of like, this doesn't add up too much. Yeah. Because Monica should be entirely aware of how into Rachel Ross has always been. Oh, yeah. So I'm a bit like, well, surely you would expect animosity towards the guy that swept in and stole his girl. Yep. Um, I was, then you've got Jay Leno on the TV. Um, and I was like, oh my God, Jay Leno is a huge star. Why is he in Friends this early? Um, it seemed really odd, but I guess at the same time, it could just be network television. Yeah, it, it makes sense to be like, if there's if you're going to have like a TV host on, you're going to have one of the, the late night famous ones on, aren't you? I assume they're from the same network, Friends and Jay Leno? It would my guess. I mean... You wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have another network person on. Well, no, and then so. I guess... In the UK, television's made differently. It's almost like you don't really, we don't have networks in the same way. We just have channels. But uh, I guess at the same time, you know, Jay Leno isn't in Friends, is he? It's not like he's walked on to Central Perk and gone, hello, everyone. He, he's, he's basically just playing himself doing the role he would do every night. Yeah, that's, but to me, it was still odd that he was in it because they would have obviously specifically shot that stuff for the episode. Yes. So it's like, oh, wait, Jay Leno shot a scene for Friends. That's really strange. That must be weird for him. Right, this woman's going to come on and tell you a story about Kung Pao Chicken. Yeah, I mean, it probably would have took five minutes, to be fair. Yeah, it, it would have, have been, been yeah, go yeah. shoot this before an episode <laughs> of Jay Leno and then off you go. Yeah. Um, but it was just, to me, it was just, he seems like a really big star. Maybe he wasn't as huge back then. I don't know. Um, yeah, Jay, Jay Leno really isn't a thing in the UK. No, well, we know who he is, but we don't really care. No. Just like, no, because no, we don't have his talk show or, or any of their talk shows. They don't come over here. I mean, there was a time when like some of the like, late-night American TV shows would come over and you'd, you'd try and watch them. Uh, same like SNL. Like, we're all aware of SNL in the UK, but 
and you can watch it on certain channels at certain times, but it's such an effort to watch that we don't really bother. Right. And obviously, it's, it's highly Americanized as well. Yeah, lots of jokes you don't really get, or guests who you have no idea. And there's like, here's some collegiate basketball star that just won March Madness, and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, why am I watching this? Um, and obviously, we get a story about Nora, Chandler's mum, being arrested in London. Yep. Uh, and obviously, here in the name of our capital, I'm intrigued. I want to find <laughs> out why did the old Bill arrest Nora. And we don't get an answer. We get told she likes Kung Pao Chicken after sex. <laughs> and I'm like, Kung Pao Chicken is not illegal in London. <laughs> No, but it's, it does ruin Kung Pao Chicken for Chandler, understandably. Like, was, is Kung Pao Chicken some kind of 90s slang reference for drugs that we don't know <laughs> right. about? And that's why she was arrested? I, I, I got obsessed with this little tidbit of... So you researched the internet and found I nothing. Couldn't, I, yeah, I literally could find no information as to Kung Pao Chicken being a <laughs> drug reference at all. But like, why was she arrested for getting chicken? You can't arrest people for getting chicken, Mark. No, uh, but you know, she, she's pretty loud and out there, right? So we've, we've already heard about Chandler's parents, but not in any detail. No, just them getting divorced yeah. and Chandler getting confused about what he was eating when they announced their divorce. But you definitely wouldn't have expected this of his mum, I don't think. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't expect I write erotic novels <laughs> to, to be a profession, but yeah, why not? It's uh, it's fun. And you know, Rachel's a big fan of them as well. She reads them all. Which doesn't surprise me. No. Um, seems like right up Rachel Street. <laughs> well, well, there is the episode with her burning loins, burning, yeah, burning the, the chimney sweep. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that does come back around. There is so much stuff that I'm realising from doing this podcast that was like planted in season one that you don't realise actually like comes back around in later seasons. Like the, the whole chimney sweeper thing. It's just uh, an in- entertaining episode. Yeah. I'm like, actually, no, there was like loads of little times it was mentioned beforehand, but. I kind of have to think it's it's not so much happy accident, but they didn't obviously plan these things, you know, series ahead. Well, I wonder whether like kind of big dossiers about each character I and think a bunch was, of yeah. tidbits, and you'd be like, wait, let's you know, we need we need a joke or an episode. Let's go back to the character dossiers. Oh, Rachel likes erotica. Right, bam, there we go. We've got something to episode about on. Well, I, I kind of get the impression because the the free creators seem to be in it properly, rather than like The Simpsons has like a series of different writers always rotating those three were always part of Friends. So, like, you know, anytime someone wrote something, they could come and go, bam, no, that's wrong. This is what the character is. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, Buffy. Uh, when that was being made, the staff writers would, would write an episode um, and then they'd give the scripts to Josh Reed and who would oversee it all. He would just rewrite everything. Well, he? yeah, but there were times where he'd be like, why is Phoebe, well, Phoebe, she's not in Friends, why in Buffy? Which would be like, oh, why is Willow saying this? That's a Xander line, isn't it? That, and they're like, oh, yeah, originally it was a Xander line, but Willow had nothing to do, so we changed it. And he's like, no, she wouldn't say that. Yeah. And I guess, you know, when, you're, when you know your product that well, it's a useful thing to have, I guess. Yep. And it, it works well in Friends, you know, the, the characters stay pretty grounded, I guess. Yeah, there are plot holes in the show, but I don't think any of them particularly relate to meaningful aspects of the characters. No. They all seem like very real people. Um, but we do get a bit of a revelation from Nora, is that she's going to see her son, you know, which she loves, who she loves and can't wait to see, and the gang are like, oh, isn't that sweet? Well, I, do, I do like the way that Ross voices his support for Chandler's mum. I mean, you know, I'm sure uh, he's definitely a fan of her mum, as we'll, we'll see more <laughs> later. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so she basically says that she's a cool mum because Jen Leno can't imagine this uh, quite attractive middle-aged woman who writes erotica having a child, which I find strange, but all right, Jen Leno, you do you. Yep. Um, and then she announces that she's a cool mum and she bought Chandler his first condoms. 
and I was waiting for a joke about how long did it take for them to be used <laughs> because it's Chandler. Yeah. Like, like I feel like if you're Joey's mum, you probably bought him condoms because you probably needed to. Yeah. <laughs> with Chandler, it was just wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but after this, and after you've met Chandler's mum, through Jay Leno at least, uh, we head back to the hospital. And as we transition, the show plays the song My Guy yeah. as the girls head back to the hospital, which again, he's just like, oh, creepy. Just no, it just it hits wrong. I don't like it at all. Because, yeah, we have the, the montage, I guess, of, you know, Monica reading to the coma guy the newspaper, completely glossed over the sports section. Which annoyed me as, as a sports nerd. I was like, if I get wolf-whistled by women and knocked unconscious into a coma, I hope they don't skip over the NHL scores. Not that you'd find them in an English paper, to be fair. But <laughs> at the same time, I'd want to know. That, that's how we get you out of the coma. Just give you the, the positive news. Just Ryan, it's Devil's Range on Saturday, quick. <laughs> Straight awake. Well, no, I'm still, I'm still completely freaked out by the whole storyline. It starts Joe. getting creepier now because they're turning up and starting to shave him and dress him, yeah, and just... and yeah, it's it's a bit much, right? And where are the staff? Yeah, like the girls are looking after coming. No one seems to care. You can't get into a hospital in the UK if you're not direct family at all. Like I could break my leg right now, and you wouldn't be allowed in the room. Oh, just, what a shame. Because you're not family. You'd be like, oh, I can't look after Ryan and, you know, project ideal man onto him because I'm not allowed in. They, <laughs> they wouldn't let you in. Like Any of my family that turn up would need to be able to prove who they were to see me. You know what? You're, you're lucky because if some of your friends did turn up, that beard is probably going and your, your style would definitely change. Yeah, I know one of our friends would cut my hair just to get rid of it. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, he's powerless without it. <laughs> but they try to name Coma Guy after this, Mark. Well, I guess you can't just call him Coma Guy. I mean, it's got a ring to it. But you... you Surely the hospital must have a name for him. He must have had some ID or someone must know he's there, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is America. They need to get money out of him somehow. They, they're yeah, going to they're gonna find out who he is. Also, why didn't he have a wallet or ID on him? He was just been shopping, so I assume he's got cash. He's mm. dressed quite well. So I'm like, where was he going without ID? Yeah. But do people in America not carry ID? Or, 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 or he had ID and they just didn't check the bed. I suppose the girls wouldn't have had a chance to check his ID, would they, to be fair? No. Mm, still. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just weird. And I'm always puzzling where are the staff? Like, what are they doing? And what? Not <laughs> coma? No one else seems to care who's in a coma, apart from these two. I am famished. What do I want? Please, God, don't let it be Kung Pao chicken. Oh, you watched the show. What did you think? Well, I think you need to come out of your shell. Just... <laughs> What is this dive? <laughs> Only you could have picked this place. Oh, come on, shut up, it's fun. Give me a hug. <laughs> well, I think we're ready for some tequila. I know I am. Who's doing shots? Get yeah, me. I'm in. Here you go, Ross. Uh, I'm not really a shot-drinking kind of guy. Hi, sorry, sorry we late. We uh, kind of just, you know, lost track of time. <laughs> but a man can change. <laughs> Yeah, whenever you see a couple say they're late and their clothes are on backwards and stuff, you know what's been going on. Ugh, crap, weasel. <laughs> yeah. Just no, get out of here, Paolo. What I really like about the scene is the way Ross banters with Nora. Yes. It's obvious that obviously, we all know he's known Chandler since college and he's probably met Nora many, many, many times. But there's definitely almost like a friendship there or like a banter there that you I don't have with any of my friends' parents. No, she's she's definitely a woman who feels like she can fit in with younger age groups. Like she, she doesn't feel or act her age, does she? No. I mean, I imagine when you got to, you know, Nora's house, 
it was very much, oh, I'm not Chandler's mum, I'm Nora. You know, yeah. how are you? Not, oh, I'm Chandler's mum. Um, you know, which everyone else, most parents are, oh, yeah, I'm the mum, not yep. the woman. But I guess if you're Nora, it doesn't matter. And she's definitely, like, very attractive. And, yes. you, and you can tell, like, you know, Ross Arsles would have been like, your mum's attractive, as if, you know, you want your friends to t- say that to your face. Like, that's not something you ever want to hear from your friends. We had a friend in secondary school whose mum was hot, um, and he used to get angry when we, like, I don't mean, like, upset. I mean, like, violently angry if anyone said it. So it was always, like, a bit of a whispered thing like you'd walk past Tor and you go mum's hot and you'd just, you'd just say it really subtly hoping he wouldn't hear because it was too funny not to do but you know the the restaurant is awful looking it is isn't it it's atrocious um but i mean lots of places in new york are like that because it's just a small square space they've managed to get in a basement of a building and yeah they, they got in there in like the 80s when it was cheap yeah. and did the decorations and that's all they have now yeah and it's you, you know it's in new york it's too busy for you to close for a week to yeah. renovate why would you lose out that money for a week exactly but still um then we see nora checking her messages which made me chuckle because friends doesn't feel like a day show to me all that often um you know it seems very contemporary for the most part but having to call your hotel to check your messages is like oh flashback well this this is weird i've i've never had to call myself to check my messages like before like Okay, you have voicemail now, yeah? Yeah. But I would never call home to check the answering machine because I'd be like, I'll check that when I get home. And who's calling her at the hotel? Like, I assume it's work-related. Yeah, I'd imagine so. But it's it's just a bit weird. But yeah, I've, I found the middle person, the other idea. Like, if I was to call a hotel and be like, leave a message for Mark, and then the receptionist takes down the message, and then you call her and go, hi, I've got any messages. And then she's like, yes, Ryan says he's brought that cream for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it would be really weird and uncomfortable. But it, yeah, it just made me realise, oh, yeah, you know, she hasn't got a mobile phone in her pocket to be contacted. This is yeah. the early notice. Well, ne- next time you're in a hotel, I'm definitely calling. <laughs> he left his back cream at home. Make sure he takes it twice a day. If you don't do that, I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so it seems dated to me. Um, but then we find Ross coming out of the bathroom. Um, except he comes out of the wrong one. Now, okay, I can understand this some places where you go there and it's like, you know, Dogs and cats, and like, okay, what am I meant to be in this situation? Oh, it's like tops and tails. Oh, I, I don't know. And it, and even sometimes it can be a picture of like simple iconography of a man and a woman. You're like, they both look like men. I can't tell which one is which. I mean, I just pick. Like, if I need the loo, I'm not that fussed. Like, I'm not like I'm gonna pee in under stalls. I'm just gonna go in, use the term, and come out. I, I don't think. That is the problem. I think it's the other people finding you in there. I mean, generally for guys, it, well, even for women, I guess, like, if you go in and there's not urinals there... It's a bit of a clue. Yes, a little <laughs> bit of a clue. So you're all right. I'll just let my hair down and it'll be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one will notice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Russ comes out of the wrong one. Um, and then him and Nora have a little heart-to-heart about his feelings for Rachel. What is with you tonight? Nothing, 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 nothing. Okay, thank you. It's the Italian hand licker, isn't it? No, it's the one he's licking. She's supposed to be with you. You're good. (laughs) Oh, Ross, listen to me. I have sold a hundred million copies of my books, and you know why? The girl on the cover with her nipples showing? (laughs) 
because I know how to write men that women fall in love with. Believe me, I cannot sell a Paolo. People will not turn 325 pages for a Paolo. Come on, the guy's a secondary character. He's just, uh, you know, a complication you eventually kill off. When? <laughs> He's not a hero. You know who our hero is? The guy on the cover with his nipples showing? <laughs> It's you. Please. No, really. Come on. You're smart. You're sexy. Uh, right. Oh, get up. You're going to be fine, believe me. Well, it's a nice little conversation. Yes. Also, I'm like, is it meta? Like, is this the Friends writers <laughs> being like, don't worry, guys, we're going to get rid of Paolo at some point. But it's, it's true. Like, Paolo is not a guy, like, Rachel can have a long relationship with because she's just infatuated with kind of how he looks. I guess. I mean, we never really explore that relationship, do we? We don't mm. get to know Paolo. Um, they no, they, spend a lot of time together when they're not naked. Yeah, they don't. But they don't seem to go anywhere or do anything. No, like, no. like you never hear about them going to the park or the cinema or you know, going to somewhere where they can read English together, right? Because like he, he still can't speak English. No. So you know, it's it's very much just them, you know, just casually dating, I guess. Yeah, which is almost a bit weird, like international travel just for a bit of nookie. It's expensive. <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean, what does Paolo do? Is he rich? Well, yeah, we don't know, we anything. Don't know. We don't know anything about him, do we? Look, can we caring about Paolo facts? <laughs> <laughs> but, so after this little heart-to-heart, something happens, Ross. Something happens with Ross and Nora, and uh, they make out a little smooch. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, she's hot, so, like... I would. I mean, it's a bit out there, but obviously Ross has been knocking back the, the tequilas. He's very drunk at this point, yeah. He, he's not really acting it at this point. No. As, in, as in David Swimmer's not acting it. Like, he's just come out of the bathroom and seems fairly, fairly with it. Well, he's, he seems very confused about which bathroom he came out of when he first comes out of it, and he tries to read, you know, chickens or <laughs> yeah. whatever it is, and then, you know, I mean... He's drunk, and I swear everyone has that point where you're, you know, you're drinking for the wrong reasons, and mm. you kind of hit that down almost like sober moment of like, oh, even though, you know, you're still yeah. drunk. Um, but they kiss and get busted by Joey. I love uh, this bit. <laughs> I'll just pee in the street. Just, <laughs> it's, just, it's so more awkward to stand there. Just go in the bathroom. Yeah. But then he's trapped because he's like, oh, are they going to be there when I need to leave? Because they might be. Oh, well, I wouldn't care. I need a wee. I'm yeah. going to the bathroom. But yeah, I, I love Joey for this bit. In fact, the whole episode, like Joey, Joey, it's great. He's great to be fair. Um, and then obviously we we assume the meal carries on. And we get next morning, and Ross is hot footing it towards Chandler's apartment uh, to find Joey. He's on damage control. Uh, he finds Joey, and basically Joey has a big go at him for breaking the code. And what what is that code? Well, apparently the code is that sisters are okay, maybe a hot looking aunt, but never a mum <laughs> yeah. um, or mum, depending on where you are in the world. Um, I didn't realise it was a code. I didn't realise Joey had a code. Um, of all the people willing to break that code, I assume Joey is number one. No, no, there, there is a code you do not get with your friends, like, sisters or family members. Well, according to Joey, sisters are okay. Uh, Joey's code says sisters are fine, but he doesn't uh, practice what he preaches. To yeah, I, I feel like sisters probably wouldn't be fine. Like, I, I don't have any siblings, but I would have thought, like, you don't want your, your friend getting with your sister. That's just weird. I mean, I guess for me, it'd be more like, which friend is it? Like, there'd <laughs> yeah. be some friends who are like, you're allowed to date my sister because, you know... I've seen how you treat women. 
And there were some friends who were like, you could not date my sister because I've seen how you treat women. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's very you know, context dependent, I guess. But at the same time, you know, you, you want to hang out with your friend. You're like, oh, you're bringing my sister with you as well, are you? Yeah, that would get like, annoying. Like, I feel that there's a lot of downsides and not, not many positives. True. And I guess it depends on, you know, if they were deeply in love, maybe you'd be a bit Chandler in a monic situation and you'd be fine. Uh, like Ross is in the future but you would you would still have too many moments where you know too much yeah or you're looking through the window of your apartment and you, <laughs> you see your brother or your sister with with your friend no Grim don't know I don't <laughs> black out no I'm all good um, but Ross counters and says that the reason you broke the code is because Nora's not a regular mum she's a sexy one <laughs> a sexy one is okay a sexy one's okay yeah hey is Chandler here yeah <laughs> Okay, uh, about last night, um, you know, Chandler, you didn't tell... Okay, because I'm thinking, we don't need to tell Chandler. I mean, it was just a kiss, right? One kiss, no big deal, right? Nice, no big deal. Okay. In bizarro world... <laughs> you broke the code. What code? You don't kiss your friend's mom. Sisters are okay. Maybe a hot-looking aunt, but not a mom. Never a mom! No! <laughs> Out here. Uh, uh, well, Joey and I had discussed getting in an early morning racquetball game, <laughs> but um, apparently somebody overslept. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't have your racket. No, no, I don't because it's being restrung. <clears throat> somebody was supposed to bring me one. Yeah, well, you didn't call and leave your grip size. <laughs> hey, you guys spend way too much time together. I'd cut out so much from this, <laughs> but you know, Joey has farcical lies, but Ross is in on them now. Yeah, he does. That's about it. It's just, I like how committed they are to blaming the other one. <laughs> like, yes. It's just a cover story. And they're both like, well, I'm not in the wrong in this fictional cover story. But you can always tell when people are lying because they give way too many details as they both do. Oh yeah. Like it's, the best lies are simple ones to be fair. Yeah. You just be like, oh, we didn't want to wake you up. Bam. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Lies forward. But that's not funny, so it wouldn't have worked for a no. TV show. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I do love the, the farce that they, they get into this. Well, I like that Joey's upset that Ross doesn't think his mum's sexy. I was going to mention this. So there is probably a bit of truth to that, right? Like, on the one hand, yes, you don't want your friends thinking your mum's hot. But then you don't want to be the guy where, like, everyone finds, like, your, your friend's mum's hot but not your mum, or the same way like your girlfriend. Like, you don't want your friends to find your girlfriend hot. No. At the same time, you want no. them to find her hot. Like, yeah, you it's want weird. The, you don't want them to fancy your girlfriend, but they, you want them to appreciate she's good looking. Yeah. You don't want them to be like, oh my God, that girlfriend's a munt. No, <laughs> no, just, no, no, You know, you want, I guess this is weird kind of pride thing where like you, yes. want, you want to feel like you've got someone worth having. Um, why you need your friend the validation for that, I don't know, because it's something I've cared but about. It, but, but even your family, you don't want your your friends putting down your family. No, exactly. But what's I find, it, it, it's very Joey, like, like kind of an Italian, Italian American cliche of being very loyal to your family. Yep. And I quite like that it's kind of sweet, but could be weird. Yes. And it somehow still isn't the creepiest thing in the episode. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> like the, the girls are still winning the creep game in this one, to be fair. Well, before we get on to the creepiness, uh, let's have a short ad break. Need some adventure in your life? What Mad Universe is a podcast about the history of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, where we delve the depths of pop culture history. Everything's the same politically, but we have ray guns. 
the the actual motive isn't to explore something that's quote yeah. scientifically possible or but neither is star wars and i know there's Shh. arguments about that but i would definitely consider star wars science fiction you haven't it's... read dune you have, no i haven't you can never be the quiz at Tetarak. what mad universe on the greenlit podcast network hi i'm steve and i'm jp and we host a little podcast called whatever, whatever nerd, nerd. A bi-weekly nerd culture podcast where we talk about subjects such as games, comics, movies, voice acting, and did I mention games? You did. Join us every other Tuesday at whatevernerd.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, so, you know, Joey wanting his mum to be seen as attractive could be creepy, but it's mostly sweet because it's coming from Joey. And I guess we'll see in future episodes, we really start to get to the point now where Joey is really, really sweet. Um, but no, creepy is still owned by the girls as we head back to the hospital. <laughs> yep. It's time for the clip. Come here a lot? Without me? No. 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 <laughs> so, um, do you think he's doing any better than he was this morning? How would I know? I, I wasn't here. Really? Not even to um, change his pajamas? <laughs> yeah, so that's the creepy moment, isn't it? Because she's physically undressed him. Yep. Probably taking a, a quick peek, right? You know she has. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and if it was the other way around, like, unconscious woman on bed with man taking clothes off. Yeah, man undresses unconscious ladies, like, prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this way, it's like, oh, no, it's, it's fine. You know, they're, they're non-offensive. And it's like, no, they're pretty creepy at this point. It's one of those things where I guess you could be accused of taking it to a weird extreme for a TV show. Like, it's just television, but it still gives you the heebie-jeebies. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's still like, ugh. Like, like it's, it's played for last, which kind of brings the tone differently because you, you don't take it too seriously. But when you think about it... Yeah, when you think, how would I feel if... Uh, actually, it might be fine if Monica if wants you to address me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in TV land, the people addressing me would be very beautiful and attractive. In yeah. reality, they may not be, and I might be a bit creeped out. So. <laughs> well, it's, it's not just at the attractive level, is it? <laughs> attractive, fine. Unattractive, no. <laughs> I'd probably be more okay if, like, if I woke up and like, you know, a hot person was addressing me, I'd be like, yes, I got hit by an ambulance and I'm winning. But yeah. you know, if I woke up and was less enthralled by the person doing it, I'd probably have more of a problem with it. Well, they, they do say there's a fine line between being creepy and and not and that fine line is attractiveness yeah very basically i guess it just makes me kind of shallow <laughs> it's like you can't undress me i haven't no. determined if i fancy you one no <laughs> and then we go back to the apartment after this creepy 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 moment um and ross is telling chandler what happened with his mum paolo kissed my mom <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but he had a lot to drink, you know? I mean, you know how he gets when he's drunk. <sighs> I can't do this. I did it. It was me. I'm sorry. I kissed your mom. What? I I was really upset about Rachel and Paulo, and I think I had too much tequila, and Nora, um, Mrs. Mom, your bing, was, uh... <laughs> she was just being nice, you know? And, and But nothing happened. Nothing. Ask Joey. Joey, uh, he came in... You knew about this? Uh, you know, knowledge is a tricky thing. <laughs> I spent the entire day with you. Why didn't you tell me? Hey, 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 hey. you're lucky I caught them when I did, or else who knows what would have happened. Thanks, man. Big help. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe this. What the hell were you thinking? I wasn't. I, I don't know. I would... 
You know, of all my friends, no one knows the crap I go through with my mom more than you. I know. I, I, I can't believe you did this. Chandler. Me neither. You know I'm what? I'm still mad at you for not telling me. Chandler, you gotta be slam the door. Chandler, well, I didn't kiss her. He did. See what happens when you break the code. Joey. Ah! Ross is such a terrible person. Um, yeah, try, try, like, try, I'll blame Paolo. Yeah, no, okay, I understand the reasoning behind it. It's like, two birds with one stone. But no, that's like, even if it's Paolo, it's still a terrible thing to do. It is. I mean, when I watched the episode back and that happened, I was like, genius! Like, I kind of enjoyed like, the Machiavellian evilness of like, yes, you get rid of them both. But, you know. Because maybe, imagine if, if he just stuck with that story. Well, Rachel, Paolo kissed, you know, Chandra's mum. Like, it, it it's it quickly unravels into a huge mess yeah, for him. Like, well, when did it, it, yeah, it just wouldn't work because he'd get caught out because of course he would. And then he throws Joey under the bus. Accidentally, to be fair. He's panicking at this point. I don't think he's deliberately like, look, Joey's in trouble too. I think he's just like, look, Joey knows. And then it's like, well, wait, yeah, what? He's, he's clearly drowning at this point, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> Not that Joey really helps. <laughs> Knowledge no. is a tricky thing. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just, well. That is such a, a great reply to anything you don't know. <laughs> what I love about this is that obviously they have a bit of a chat and then Chandler slams the door and leaves. And then Joey leaves and then Ross is just stuck in the boy's apartment. And I spent about five minutes going... How long was he there? Did he stay and wait for one of them to come back? Did he leave? Did he lock the door? Have they got a key? Everyone seems to have a key for you know the girls' apartment. Yeah. Is that the same way for the boys? Do they have a door that locks when you automatically shut it? I spent about five minutes just obsessing <laughs> with like the social, I guess, etiquette of what does Ross do now? Well, yeah, because it's problematic. Because if you are stuck in there and you don't have a key, and you know the door doesn't auto lock. You're like, I can't really leave now <laughs> without leaving it open. Just gotta stay in the house where everyone's mad at me. Yeah. Just baby chuckle. But yeah, Ross really annoys me, and and it's things like this that make me think he's the worst friend because he's he's thrown everyone under the bus. He then you know makes the mistake of going Nora. Yeah, you don't, you don't call your your friend's mum by their first name unless unless you've kissed them. <laughs> I, I guess so. Maybe maybe you you should always be polite, and you know I I always told to use you know their full you know Mister Smith or Mrs Smith. That's fair. Unless they specifically say, you know, just call me this. Yes, fair. Although, weirdly in my family, everyone is referred to, all the older parents and grandparents, for the most part, are referred to as mum, dad, granddad, whatever. For some reason, we all call my nan by her first name. Right. Okay. No one calls nan nan. It's just, Cheryl, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it happened. I think my granddad obviously just called her Shirley because that was his right. wife. Um, and he just kind of stuck. And I think I did it once as a kid to see if I could get away with it. And no one reacted. So then everyone started trying it. So it just became that nan's just called Shirley. Well, it's, it's like in The Simpsons where they all call him Homer. Yeah. Which, which is such a, a weird thing. It works for that show, obviously. But My nan doesn't seem to mind, so I guess we'll carry on. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> then we're back down at the coffee shop. Um, and Joey still kind of has it in his head that his mum should be seen as attractive. Um, yeah, it's just a bit sweet, really. It wants to be creepy, but I can't find it creepy because it's no, Joey. Like, yeah, you, you don't want to be down on your family, do you? No, I mean, you, well, I guess, you know, you'd like to be like, well, why wouldn't you kiss my mum, Russ? And then... You'd probably take it somewhat personally because obviously you're not saying your mum's hot. You're just being like, well, why are you being mean to my mum? Like, yeah, why you, you know, that? you know, I love my mum. Like, yeah, he, he loves his mum, doesn't he? Definitely. So he sees no wrong. I mean, in, you, in like upcoming episodes, we'll see, you know, how much Joey cares about his family and how yeah. much he loves his mum. And this, I guess, in isolation might seem a bit weird, but when you know Joey, yeah, it's just perfectly Joey. Yeah, he, he doesn't want Ross to hit on his mum <laughs> again. And then Joey's being sweet. And again, the girls they can write back with some more creepy. And Phoebe starts to sing a song about Coma Guy. So 
Central Perk is proud to present Miss Phoebe Buffet. Thanks. Hi. Um, okay. I'd like to start with a song that's about a man that I recently met who's um, come to be very important to me. You don't have to be awake to be my man <laughs> Long as you have brainwaves, I'll be there to hold your hand <laughs> Though we just met the other day, there's something I have got to say Okay, thank you very much. I'm going to take a short break. <laughs> How was that? Oh, uh, Phoebe just started her... Yeah, I believe I was talking to Joey. All right there, mother kisser? <laughs> so, yeah, I love, I love her songs. Yeah, they're great. She, she, she is so imaginative with, like, the lyrics and the words. Apart, well, occasionally. Sometimes you just get la, 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 <laughs> well, la, you la, do, la. you do, that's true. <laughs> it's not like those, but they're less lyrically but, brilliant. You know, she'd, she, she'd come around maybe, like, ten years later when Napster and all that was around. Like, comedy songs... Were like big in the early two thousands. Yeah, we were like Phoebe Buffay with Lonely Island. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yes. Like and I, and obviously she wouldn't have realised that her songs are popular because they're comedy songs. She like she thinks they're quite genuine. Yeah, she thinks they're heartfelt and wonderful. Yeah. And I mean, this song's really the, the 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 lyrics are great. And I'm almost sad that Monica tries to sneak out to get the coma guy. I would have loved to hear you know, the next verse. Yeah. of what's going on. And I was like, why didn't they producers ever do like a Phoebe Buffay album? Why did they? I guess nowadays with the way media is, they would have done that. There'd have been a Friends Phoebe album that a span off on Spotify yeah. or from music or whatever, and we'd have had it. But back then, maybe it was less of a multimedia thing. I, I think so. Yeah, because you know, there, there's obviously the episode where she has her own song, and they they do. Kind of go down that route of, oh, you know, she's got an album out. But, yeah, why didn't they make her yeah. an actual real-life album? We'd Everyone bought, would have bought it. Yeah, we'd have bought it. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, we, we, we skipped over the bit where Rachel uh, is writing her own erotic novels. We did skip over that part. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, she's, she, she talks about the, the love stick trapped in the dead end prison. <laughs> oh, oh, it's awful. <laughs> It's just so bad. I mean, it's all Nora's fault again. Nora's yeah. to blame for everything. She does, you know, inspire Rachel to do this. And we haven't really seen Rachel have a great grasp of the English language, I suppose, so far. No. But, you know, she's trying. And, you know, I can, I can appreciate that as a struggling writer myself. I appreciate the, the effort. I mean, I've never had a love six trapped in a damn prison. prison <laughs> but, you know, at least she's trying. She's getting some words on some paper. Well, yeah, because you, you don't want to be too obvious with it, do you? Because that's, that's not erotic enough. Yeah, I mean, I guess it needs to be somewhat sensual and there needs to be a bit of mystery, but yeah. I, I probably would have preferred, you know, erect penis stuck in jeans <laughs> to den in prison. <laughs> there's, there's a series of novels, there's a TV show called True Blood that was on a few years yes. back, um, and I, knowing it was based on the series, read the first, like, seven books in the series, and they're okay, but... I, I, I've never been more tired of reading the word frobbing in my life. Which I keep this PG. But it was just like, oh my God, please, please find a new word. Please. Just, yeah, they were great. But she's off to a good start. I mean, that's the first draft. Well, I, I, know, I know I've seen online like some people have made a lot of money just writing rotten novels. And the, the Fifty Shades of Grey Woman, her, her stuff was uh, fan fiction, wasn't it? It was. It was a Twilight fan fiction yep. that she basically just took all the vampires out of and then off you go. Yeah, and and you know, multi-millionaire right there for 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 something that you know, as as men, we look at and go, this is stupid. Like no woman would fall for a guy like this. 
I mean, you probably would, to be fair. I, I don't know. I mean, I've never read them or seen them. Um, I've only seen one page of one of the books <laughs> that my friend showed me at a pub just because she knows me a big Shakespeare nerd. And I can't remember what the author is. Stephanie Myers, the author. She quotes Shakespeare in one of the books. Right. And my friend showed me just to annoy me. And I was like, what is that? I was like, hold the paper like across the pub um, in a rage, a nerdy rage. But I mean, yeah, I mean, erotic fiction is not really uh, my wheelhouse, but. No, it sounds like an easy thing to to make money because. But Rachel has room for improvement. Oh, oh, oh yeah, definitely. Because because like you say, it depends on what words you use. You've you've got to be exciting and mysterious, not obvious and not gross. And I guess that that's a a fine line to to go between. And also not to repeat the same words over and over again. If we ever get to the, the Patreon point. We get enough people. We'll both have a go at writing some erotic. Okay. Okay. So should, should that be a, a goal at some point? Erotic friends fan fiction. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if people want to see yeah, our erotic friends. <laughs> Is it going to be a disaster or a viral <laughs> sensation? Oh, yeah. Which characters are you going to ship? Uh, I'm going to go with Gunther right. and the Copy Girl. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, because they, they live together, right? They so th- there's, there's got to be a story there. It's bound. You know, there's like Gunther's ass photocopied on someone's wall. Oh. <laughs> no. You enjoyed no, that, no. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys can't see Mike's face, but he didn't enjoy that. No, sentence. no. Because, you know, there, there's definitely going to be, you know, characters that you would probably want to see more of. Like, certain, certain people would be like Joey and Chandler. It's like, makes perfect sense because they are kind of the odd couple in, in a sense. I guess. Like, you, you could see that. Uh, then there would obviously be the classic, you know, Ross and Rachel, next next generation, I guess, and the next step, sort of what happens. I guess I don't think I'd pick any of the main guys. I'd want someone like expanded universe, right? Okay, J- J- just so you got a clean slate to start with and and no baggage to take with. Yeah, you. and it feels less icky. <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> somehow I, I think all of it feels icky. But, <laughs> but yeah, maybe if uh, if enough of you want to hear Ryan's <laughs> friends fan fiction, there are plenty of worse carries I could have picked. To be fair, I'm not so, going to name them because it sounds mean. But I just thought of a combination that no one would want to see. Go on, Mr. Heckles. <laughs> I think mean, you can just leave it there right now. You don't need to go finish that. I should have been the final name, but yeah. So, so let's go back to the episode at hand. Yeah, <laughs> back on track. Um, there's a, obviously Sandler's obviously still mad at Ross and doesn't want to talk to him. Uh, and then Ross counters with, "Well, you know, your mum Nora holds some responsibility for what happened because you know Ross didn't kiss himself." And uh, have we got a clip for that. No, we don't have a clip for that. No, that's so sad. That's my favorite. My my joke. This is my joke of the okay, episode. Okay. Um, but essentially, so they're carrying, and Russ says to Chandler, you know, Nora holds some responsibility in this. You know, I didn't act alone. Um, Chandler's response is, I expect this from her. She's always been a Freudian nightmare, yeah. which has had me in pieces every time. I love it. It's my favorite joke of the episode. I'm a bit of a psychology nerd. So I was like, yes, it's fantastic. Did, did, did you like the line, mother kisser? <laughs> no, that no. didn't really get me. I no. was like, uh, just no. That, that wasn't what I liked. But Freudian nightmare had me absolutely in pieces. Yeah, I love it. Well, you, you know, Chandler says he expects this behaviour from his mum, but not from Ross. And I'm like, we don't know Ross that well at this point, but we know him well enough that I could expect this of Ross because he's 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 quite needy. He is. I mean, he was very drunk. I don't know. I don't think I'd ever expect anyone to kiss my mum. Um, that sounds shady, but I meant you know my friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't think we'd expect it from anyone at this point. But like I said, 
you think Russ is the worst friend, so I guess you kind of like there's a bit of a prejudgment of like Russ would do this. This is just a Russ thing to do. Well, and then, and then yeah, Chandler is sorry. Russ is like kind of gaslighting Chandler by going, "No, it's your it's your fault. It's your fault. I kissed your mum. You've got an attractive mum. It's your fault." Like, yeah, stop being annoyed at me for doing <laughs> bad things. And it's like, yeah, just accept the response. Just apologize. Yeah, just just explain it. Just apologize profusely, and then you know, because there's no there's no sentence Russ is going to be able to say that's going to make Chandler go, "Oh, okay, cool," because it's just not going to happen, is it? Yeah, I, I don't think he can say, you know, we're in love. <laughs> that would make it completely no, worse. That'd be worse, yeah. <laughs> but obviously, as Chandler entered Central Park, Phoebe and Monica sprinted out of the hospital, out of, hospital, out of Central Park to get to the hospital to find Coma Guy. And when they get there, Coma Guy's not in his bed. You're awake! Look at you! How do, how do you feel? Uh, a little woozy, but basically okay. Gosh, you, you look good! <laughs> I feel good! Who are you? Oh, oh sorry. I'm, I'm Phoebe Buffet. I'm Monica Geller. I've been taking care of you. Well, we both have. So the etch sketch is from you guys? Well, actually, it's just from me. Yeah, I got you the foot massager. You know who shaved you? That was me. I read to you. I sang. Ha! <laughs> well, thanks. Oh, my pleasure. You're welcome. So, I guess I'll see you around. What, that's it? See you around? Well, what do you want me to say? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, um, that was nice. Admit something to me. I'll call you. All right, I'll call you. I don't think you mean that. <laughs> this is so typical. You know, we give and we give and we give. And then we just get nothing back. And then one day, it's just, you know, you wake up and see you around. <laughs> Let's go, Phoebe. This is so annoying from two different perspectives. One is his. He's so uninterested. He's got two attractive women there who've been looking after him while he's been in the coma. So for my first thought is, I want to know more about these women who have been doing this weird stuff to me. Yeah, like one... <laughs> He seems really blasé about the fact he was hit by an ambulance and was in a coma. Yeah. Like, we don't know how long he's been awake, but we'll assume it's a few hours based that they were there the same morning. Yeah. And he's like, cool, I was in a coma. No, I'm not, whatever. And then he's like, just dismisses of the girls. And you'd be like, logically, he's going to find one of them attractive, surely. Yes. And and even if you your argument is he's gay or he's got a relationship or whatever, you would want to know more about these people who yes. have been in your room constantly the whole time and been looking after you and finding out what they were doing yeah. there. Why are you here? And then would he discover technically you're responsible for my accident in the first place because yeah. you wolf whistled me in the street? Like, I'd have so many questions. Yes, is, exactly. You you wouldn't be like, oh, nice to meet you. Goodbye. You you would want to find out more. Yeah, but boy lady's like, no, it'd be weird. Yeah. I'd be like, well, okay, let's play with the sketch some more. That's <laughs> yeah. a pretty cool present yeah. to wake up to. And, and then the other side of it is, is them, you know, going way too deep in how they've looked after him and he doesn't care. It's like, yes, he was in a coma. And also, he doesn't know who you are. Yeah, and again, why weren't the hospital staff doing this? Like, yeah, they, yeah. they have people for this. Um, when they chatting to him, Phoebe says something like, we thought you were different, but I guess it was just the coma. And it shows that Malone always made sure. I'm like, yes, Phoebe, you did think this because this whole thing is in both of your heads. Yes, you, you made up exactly who he was and it turns out he's not that person at all. Not that, not that you even know who he is at this point either. No. Yeah, I guess that we don't really need to, but it's like you know, they've done this entire thing is their fault. Like they're mad at him, but it, it, they just sound crazy right now. 
Yeah. They've gone from creepy to insane. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just what would you expect? <laughs> I mean, it's obviously the classic, you know, one night stand, first day, thing, oh, we'll see you again type thing. And they, they, they're used to that conversation and yes. they take it all out on this poor coma guy. But you are right. He's completely uninterested in what happened, which. It's just the weirdest part, I think. Ra- rather than them, like them being creepy is one thing, but him just being so uninterested in these strangers, I think he's weirder to me. Yeah, I mean, we're British, so if we're interested in someone who's a stranger, surely they would be as Americans. Like, yes. <laughs> if anyone was going to be dismissive, it would be us. We'd be like, okay, carry on, and then that would be it. Yes, yeah, but British people, especially if like you're at the pub, they're like, oh, there's a stranger here. I do not know them. I, you know, push them away. They are not meant to be part of here. Go over to America, go to a bar. Everyone wants to be your best friend and talk to you. They, they find a reason, generally your accent yep. or where you're from, and that's that. It's just like the spark that's needed to have a hour-long conversation, right? I mean, the amount of English pubs I've been into, especially if you sit at the bar, there'll be two or three chairs between you and the next person. Even if you're all sat there watching the same sport on the same TV, you won't really talk. No. When a goal goes in, if it's an England game, there'll be a bit of like cheering, but that's about it. When I went to New York, I was sat at a bar in New York, and there's some basketball on the TV, and I made a dismissive comment to a friend of mine that it's not even a real sport. Two two chairs down, a guy went, you can't say that, you're in America now. And then we started having a conversation, he's like, Muddy. and then we chatted for like three hours, they bought us some drinks, had a great time. And I'm like, this felt so New York. It helps that the, the barman great. had a super, super like New York accent. So it just kind of put, t- t- capped it off perfectly. But yeah, it was just a total different culture. But if you spoke to me in a bar and I didn't know who you was, I'd be like, oh. I, I don't I don't want to deal with this guy. <laughs> like why why is he talking to me? Like how do I get rid of him? You'd be polite, but you're like, how do I end this as quickly as possible? <laughs> yes. Just just now. No. So yeah, if so that's just at a pub. So if I did wake up from a coma with two random strangers, be they men, women, whoever in front of me, I'd be like, What the hell? Yeah, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Oh, you shaved me, did you? Why were you doing that? That's creepy. Oh, um, you caused the accident. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I guess he's already seen his face, so he knows he's not got a beard. But seeing as you know, I'd wake up in different clothes. I'd be like, where else did they shave? Like, what, I, well, I, I was thinking that. I feel like Phoebe would have done more than just the face. Yeah, that man has no hair below the <laughs> below the shin. Yeah. <laughs> just anywhere. It's Phoebe. <laughs> just super smooth all over. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously the girls storm off and they're, they're not best pleased with their dream coma guy. And uh, we find Nora uh, saying goodbye to Chandler. You kissed my best Ross. <laughs> or something to that effect. Okay. Look, it, it was stupid. Really stupid. Really stupid. And I didn't even know how it happened. I'm sorry, honey. I promise it will never happen again. Are we okay now? Yeah. No. No. Ah, the forbidden love of a man and his door. <laughs> he did it. He told her off, and not just about the kiss, about everything. You're kidding. No, no. He said, when are you going to grow up and start being a mom? Wow. Wait, wait, then she came back with, the question is, when are you going to grow up and realize I have a bomb? Who has got a bomb? <laughs> it's, 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 it's a hard word to understand because I I thought I was thinking is it bomb or bum? No, I heard bum. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess we obviously call our mothers mum. Yeah, in the UK, so it's much easier to hear. Whereas mum and bum, they don't yeah. I mean they don't sound that similar, I suppose. But if you're Joey, they do, and you're yeah. listening for a door. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really like this bit because Chandler's obviously a big neurotic mess, and all that comes from his parents. 
Um, so it was nice to see him, even though you don't actually see it, it was nice to know that you had that kind of grown-up, mature conversation. Yes. Not that it rapidly transforms Chandler's character. He's still basically the same person afterwards. But... No, but he, I guess it shows him growing slightly yeah. uh, from this just, like, comedic person who uses that to, to hide his actual feelings. And now he's just like, nope, just going to tell you how I feel. Yeah, I mean, we'll touch more on this in upcoming episodes. Um but it is this strange thing as you, as a person, as you, you know, you go from being a child who's entirely dependent on your parents to being an adult and your own person. And then you do start to see your parents somewhat differently. They'll always be your parents. But at the same time, as an adult, you're kind of like, wait a minute, I can apply my own adult judgment to this situation and tell you off. Well, there, there's an episode coming up, which I've just been been going through in preparation, where they're like, oh, you know, as a, as a child, you see your parents and in, in a couple of years time, you'll become your parents sort of thing. Yeah. And I guess, I guess that's the point, right? <laughs> that episode I really like, to be fair, it's one of my favourites. I say that like every two episodes now. <laughs> I was like, this is one of my favourites. <laughs> well, you are a Friends fan, so yeah. clearly it's you're going to be like, I love all the episodes, they're like, all great. Like I tell you, how many of these episodes are in mine's top 10? 46. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's a nice little thing, I suppose. Um, they have had their heart-to-heart. Uh, Nora leaves, and there's a bit of an awkward, like, you know, bye, Joey, bye, Ross. <laughs> it's still like, mm, bye, Mrs. Bing. Well, because they, they try to run off. Joey runs down the stairs, so he's fine. <laughs> he Ross just goes, where? Nowhere. Like, follow Joey down yeah. the stairs. Does he try to go into the girl's apartment? Yes. Which is locked. Yes. For one of the only times ever. Like, there's a turkey in the oven, <laughs> it's locked. There's dire need to get through it. Come towards the camera. I know there's no set there, but I assume that hall's meant to <laughs> yeah. go somewhere. It would lead somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, then we miss out on the awkward, you know, oh, I just kissed you yesterday, and now it's awkward, this whole thing. But Ross's face is still like, hmm, Chandler's mum. Like, you know, if he wasn't here... Yeah, I mean, I was like, would if Chandler had been on holiday if you, in Yemen or, in, or in, for instance, when that happened, you know, would would Nora and Ross ever hook up? Do you think there was ever a secret episode planned where they had another rendezvous or it went further? I, I reckon it, it could have because I think Chandler's mum is just kind of, you know, she doesn't really care. She's like, yes, I find him attractive. Like, she, she's she's clearly not after him. But if, if the right moment happened, I don't think she would say no. Yeah, and you know what? From her perspective, I guess I don't really have an issue with it. I'm no, no, there's just, no issue with it. At just all. channel the wall. I'm a grown woman. I wanted to do this. I did it. You're my son. Shut up. Well, I guess I guess the issue is, you know, this is your son's best friend, and there's kind of like a creepiness in there, right? I guess. I guess it's like inherent creepiness, but again, I guess age is the key factor in this. You know, yeah, if, because because he's not sixteen or whatever, he is in his thirties. So yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, they're both grown people. It may be uncomfortable for Chandler, but. You know, I mean, they've just had the conversation and dealt with it. And, you, you know, I get why Chandler would be uncomfortable with it. So if I was Chandler's mum, I probably wouldn't sleep with his best friend purely because he'd expressed how uncomfortable it made him. Yes. Um, I guess it wouldn't happen. But I always like the idea that maybe, maybe somewhere it did. This <laughs> <Just>, is <just laughs> it, your fan fiction coming out again. Could do, we could do this. Just do Russ and Nora. Um, but I like it. it just makes me curious. Like, would it ever have happened again if the opportunity had came up? Would, would it have happened? Would his love stick be stuck in the, the denim prison or the leather one? I, I get the feeling that Nora's pretty good at prison breaks, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it would have been free in no time. Uh, but, you know, Chandler does at least forgive Ross. In a total guy way as well, which is what I love. There's no, like, yeah. heartfelt conversation about how, you know, you wronged me in this way, but we've been friends for years. It's just a, hey, and Ross is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you mean it? Yeah, that's it. I'd, and then Ross has to spoil it, doesn't he? By going, you know, maybe it wasn't such a bad idea I was kissing your mum. Like, 
that's not a line to to end on. It's not, but I can. If this happened, I could see me that being me. Like we'd patch things up, and I'd immediately make a joke because I probably feel so uncomfortable. That I'd be like, just make a joke and then inappropriate okay. joke time. Yeah, I feel like oh wait, that was too soon. Um, it is definitely too soon. Like, <laughs> yes. Laura's not even out of the state yet. Like, calm down, Russ. But yeah, it's pretty funny. She, she can probably hear you down the stairwell. She's exiting. Oh, it's the classic sitcom and friends thing. If sound doesn't travel further than the people who are meant to hear yeah. it, which, yeah. which comes and goes continually. <laughs> And then uh, we have the credits and a little post-credit sting, which American sitcoms have, which isn't something we do in the UK. We have a little first draft of Rachel's novel. Okay. Now, this is just the first chapter, and I want your absolute, honest opinion. Okay? Oh, and, and on page two, he's not reaching for her heaving beasts. <laughs> What's a nipple? You can usually find them on the heaving beasts. <laughs> so I'm not a great typist. Wait, did you get to the part about his huge throbbing pens? <laughs> Tell you, you don't want to be around when he starts writing with those. See, for me, I think this whole section has to be the joke of the show for me. My joke. My joke. Just, just, I would, I would read this novel with all the spelling mistakes in. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably more entertaining than if it was spelled correctly. Yes. Like, it's probably an awful novel if it's correct. Yes. If it's grammatically correct, and then this is funny. <laughs> Could you imagine throbbing pens? I mean, I kind of feel really bad for Rachel in, a, in one sense. Obviously, it's a, it can be a big deal to show, you know, friends something you've written, um, putting yourself out there and being like, oh, look at this. Admittedly, they're not really taking the mickey out of her. It's more the typos and it's quite lighthearted. But but even still, like even if there was no typos, showing off an erotic novel to your friends probably shows off, I guess, I guess something a bit more deeper in your personality. And your friends might take pick up on that. I guess, I mean, it shows a lot of trust. Obviously, Rachel yeah. trusts them all really well to know enough to show them. Um, but yeah, I just kind of feel, even though it is funny, I feel bad for Rachel. Like <laughs> yeah. She's put herself out there and they're just mocking her <laughs> yeah. mercilessly. Yeah, you know, if you'd done this, though, we would definitely be talking about your, your heaving beast yeah. every day. <laughs> but be careful, though, throbbing pen. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't let it go. No. I would definitely be hearing about it for years yeah. and years afterwards. But, uh, I mean, we don't hear much more about this novel, so I imagine it doesn't get much further. No, but... Rachel is clearly into erotic novels, as we see way down the line. She is. She does. She does like them. But uh, it's. I mean, I've never read. Well, I guess you could probably count the Trouble books as an erotic novel. It's more like a erotic fantasy. I don't know. There's sex in it, but they're not. It's not the point of the books. No. Um, I've never read like a Mills and Boone style romance. <laughs> um, I don't see the appeal. But I'm a bloke. Maybe that's the point. Like maybe I'm not <laughs> well, supposed to. But also, you're not in the '90s before the internet was there on your phone. <laughs> I guess. I mean, like, do you get do people get bored of erotic novels and try and like flick through to the <laughs> to the racy bit? So like, oh god, no one cares. The washing machine's broken. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what the setup is. No. <laughs> the fact that you gone to the washing machine and probably thinking about the pool boy, yeah, the pizza delivery guy. Yeah, it's just, I haven't gotten any cash. Like, whoops, like, <laughs> all the cliches. I suppose. I suppose that's the difference between erotica and porn. Then, isn't it? Like, porn is very much get to the point, and you know do what you do yeah. whereas erotic is erotic it's supposed to be right and sensual and it's not just about you know the the ple- you, intimate you, pleasure no you're you're enjoying the story i guess aren't you that's a delicate way of putting it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're enjoying the stories apart from the ending i guess yeah, yeah. but you know you, you can read an erotic novel on the bus and no one bats an eyelid so that's something you can get away with because it depends how into it you get i suppose <laughs> but you know we've, we've all seen the the twitter clips of of Generally, a guy with his laptop out on the 
on the bus or whatever watching something he shouldn't be and you're like why are you watching that i mean a place i used to work had an internet cafe attached to it um and the the system had filters but they weren't the most robust filters in <laughs> no. the world so there'd be lots of times where you'd have to kick somebody out for accessing content they shouldn't have been accessing in public and I was like, why are you watching? Like, I would never get that mad. It was, well, you can't watch that in here. It's a safe space type thing. Like, and, and, and why would you want to watch that in a public place? Well, this is what confused me because I'm like, there's a purpose to watching this, obviously. Mm. And I'm like, you can't do that here. You can't, you can't be saying, I'm enjoying the storyline. I want to see what's happening with the pizza guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, why would you? Like, I, was it the thrill? Like, did you just feel naughty and wanted to get shouted at? Was that the point where you waiting for me to come over and tell you to get out? Like, just why? It's just weird to me. There's a podcast I used to listen to called Dig Nation, which was an absolutely huge site like about 10 years ago. bit, bit like before Reddit, I guess, where they would, it'd be like a news algorithm site. But they had a really awesome podcast. And one of the guys there was like, yeah, some days like, I just used to get up and just see what was new in porn because I was bored. Like, it's not there to watch it for anything else, just something to do. I mean, see, how much porn do you have to watch? I'm curious about what's new in porn. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to this in a, in a future episode, won't we, with, with Joey and Chandler. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but, you know, I, I remember back in when I was at college, there was a, a, a computer lab there, and this was early 2000s, and the film Snatch had come out, mm-hmm. which was... Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a heist film, isn't it? Yeah, Guy Ritchie directed like Cockney heist movie. Yeah, and I remember there was a guy in there who typed in snatch.com because he wanted <laughs> to find out more about the film. What he needed to type in was snatch-the-movie.com because he got something uh, he wasn't expecting. He didn't, <laughs> it wasn't a heist movie. film, no. no. <laughs> so yeah, so you have to be careful with, uh, with those internet filters. You do. But that brings us to the end of yeah, another episode of Friends, Mark. Yeah, this is this is quite a good one. We we've had uh, some extra characters and extra depth come in from you know Chandler's mum. Yeah, in, so it, that, it's nice to meet more of the gang's parents. That yeah. we've met the Gellers, and it's nice to see you know someone else. In future episodes, we will meet some of Joey's family, which yeah. is nice as well. It just kind of flushes everyone out and makes it feel more more like real people. Yeah, we've we found out more about Chandler. We found out more about Ross. Uh, we've seen how Ross deals with Paolo yet again. Yep, we've seen how the girls deal with unconscious men. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that bit is the, the B story, that if it wasn't there, you, there's nothing lost. Yeah, I don't know what you'd have the girls do for the rest of the episode, but it's, and who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah it's, just, it's, it's not a fondly remembered part of Friends, is it? No, it's not. And, and this is the thing with the early seasons, is that they do split up the groups into these A, B and C stories. And later on, they kind of, generally condense them into just an A story and maybe an A and B. Yeah, I mean, for the purposes of making a podcast and writing show notes, it's it's quite annoying when they break up the group. Yeah. As an episode, is great because there's lots of stuff going on, but I'm like, oh my God, back over here, back over there, back over here. And then I'll f- normally forget about the C story and they'll pop up and I go, oh wait, yeah, this is happening too. Well, the, well, this is some inside baseball, I guess, for our podcast. So when you said earlier, do you have a clip for that? It's like, no, because I have to pick and choose the clips without just recording the whole show. And Friends makes it even worse. Because of the laugh track, I have to pick and choose where I cut things off. Oh, okay. Because I can't always cut it off before the laugh track because they're talking through it. through it. And sometimes the laughter goes on quite long and I can't cut it off there because you're just listening to laughter and that's not exciting. Uh, but there's a, there's a lot of moments where you'd be like, that's a really cool scene, that's a great for a clip. And then straight after it, there's another cool scene. You're like, I can't do that. I'm just basically recording the show at this point. That's fair. That's so, fair. so it's 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 difficult when there is all these different scenes, especially lots of back and forths. You're like, all right, they've gone back to the hospital and they're literally there for thirty seconds. You're like, is this worth a clip or not? Because 
they're not there long enough, but the thing they're doing is kind of funny. I guess. Yeah, it makes sense. So, so it's, it's quite difficult. I mean, if times. it wasn't for the, the Freudian reference, it wouldn't be my joke of no, the show. No, no. I'm a bit of a psychology nerd, and that's why it makes me laugh. Um, weird to mention, given some of Freud's theories and you know Oedipal complexes and that kind of thing. So it's, it's a weird thing for Chandler to say, but it's still funny. Well, they do bring this up a lot in the show. So we've also had Freud, the, the musical, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of um, brother and sister stuff going on throughout the whole series. Yes. There's definitely a lot of Freud in there. So I, I do wonder if maybe the writers had done like psychology or they're the particular fan of Freud because a lot of this creeps into well, the show. The, we will mention, I think it's episode 13 with uh, Roger, um, who's a boyfriend of Phoebe's, who's a psychologist yep. or psychiatrist. Um, but in the 90s, there was a lot of pop psychology where you would basically have a study or a theory kind of work done by someone. It would be like, Freud would be the basis, but some new psychologist would do something, and then it would end up in like Cosmo magazine, and yeah. the actual theory would kind of get lost in like the sensationalism of it, and it would just be this means this, and you end up with things like if you have a dream where your teeth fall out, it means you're insecure, and it's like doesn't like you you can't just take an arbitrary thing and apply it to psychology and assume it works with everyone because people are complex. Yeah, depends if you're like psychodynamic fear or not, I guess, <laughs> but that's a different podcast. Um, but no, it was a thing, um, just random. Well, it's, it's like Frasier, where he goes, you know, you're a Freudian and I'm whatever the other one is. Sort, sort of thing. I can't <laughs> yeah. remember. Well, it's like you'd like, be young, yes, be Freud or younger, yeah. the two big psychodynamic ones. Um, but, I mean, but you would pigeonhole yourself into, I follow the these theories pretty strictly. Yeah, I mean, really, the technique use doesn't really matter. Right? You get the result. Yeah. I say that and then hate behaviorism, but that's a different issue. Um but yeah, but Frasier does a lot better job of handling psychology than, than Friends, but you, <laughs> yeah. you'd expect it to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then that wraps it up for another week, Mark. It does. Where can they find you, Mark? Well, you can find me here at uh, watchingfriends.com. You can send us emails, tell us your thoughts on this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Again, you can hit up on the social medias and Twitter uh, at watchfriendspod, which I'll be firing some great memes off soon. Yep, that'll be great. So yeah, per- perfect thing to, to join and then just check out every so often because there'll be lots of funny things there. Yeah, you'll definitely get a good grasp of my sense of humour from some of these memes. Well, they're, they're, they're all going to be friends-related memes. We should probably oh, yeah, spec- de- specify yeah, it that. It will be specific to friends. It's not <laughs> yeah. going to be like random anti-rangers <laughs> rhetoric just filling up your time. <laughs> but you know, who... who, who who doesn't want some friends memes and facts and whatever else you decide to do? Everyone likes a bit of trivia. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if that's true. Sometimes I'm that trivia guy. I'm like, did you know? And people are like, no, I don't want to know. Just <laughs> You are Ross. <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> well, actually, this. Not my fault I know things. <laughs> no. uh, you, you can also find me at fuzzballs.co where I draw cute kawaii animals and put them on T-shirts and mugs and all sorts of things. And you can also find me at gamehype.co.uk discussing all things nerd as per usual. So we're going to be back next week. Uh, we're here every Friday, as long as Apple Podcasts updates us, which uh, it hasn't been doing the last couple of weeks. I've had to keep nudging them to to fix that. But you can also find us on Spotify, and you can find us on the watchingfriends.com website, and anywhere else you get podcasts from, so like Google Podcasts as well. Yes. So yes, we'll be back every Friday, so we're back with the next episode. The one with the dozen lasagnas. Nice. I've had a lasagna. I'm hungry now. No, I'm not. I've had a lasagna. I'm like, what's it taste like? It's got cheese in it, probably. Gross. Yeah, you won't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to dig down to the third layer. <laughs> well, I guess cheerio, guys. See you later.